name of the Lord. We're going to go into the Word of God, and um, we're just going to talk tonight about a very important principle in the Scriptures. Uh, this principle is the principle of sowing and reaping, and I want, to, I want to speak to you on the subject, sowing the seed, reaping the harvest. Sowing the seed, reaping the harvest. So we'll begin with the scripture of, from the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6. This is a very important principle in the scriptures. It, it, it has its roots really in the, in the very nature of God himself in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is a principle that you and I must become familiar with, one that we must not take lightly. Uh, I do want to say as you're turning to the book of Galatians, I want to make just a couple of announcements. I want to mention that on this Sunday, uh, we have the very, uh, very special service on Sunday evening. We'll be having our Sunday morning service right here on Sunday evening. We're going to be joining Grace Point Church. Uh, and we're going to be celebrating a night of Christians United for Israel. Um, this is going to be a very special night. We're going to be hearing from people who have been on the inside of what's going on in Israel, uh, inside the, the military uh, apparatus, uh, security in charge and, or involved with uh, securing Israel from their enemies. And we'll also be hearing from a a uh, Christian who has converted from Islam to Christianity. And he'll be, he'll be also sharing some very uh, pertinent information in that service. So it's going to be a great time uh, on Sunday evening at Grace Point Church. And we're excited to be able to go and, and uh, experience that uh, with them. It's uh, certainly a day in which uh, Israel has come under fire uh, for the last... Uh, 70 years Israel has been under fire and God is their protector and God God is serious about protecting the people of Israel on October 21st uh, we're going to be having all nations Sunday here at Tree of Life Church we passed out a a uh, just a pamph or a paper for you uh, to look at and if you would like to share uh, we're just going to celebrate the fact that Tree of Life Church is a uh, congregation comprised of many nations, and, uh, and the Bible gives so many directives uh, in the Scripture to the nations. It describes the nations praising the Lord. It describes the nations serving the Lord. And so there's something beautiful that takes place when the nations of the earth come together and magnify the Lord together. So uh, if you... Uh, if you would fill that uh, uh, paper out, you may not even know what nation of origin you're from, uh, it, but if you know your family's nation of origin, uh, I am Persian and German and English. My brother is Persian and German and English. We're, we're also Swedish and Norwegian, and so we're a little bit of everything. So my, my nation, of course, is America, but, but it's just an interesting uh, idea to know how many people uh, come together from so many different backgrounds, but all magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ together. 
And so we're, we're looking forward to that. And God has called us to this city uh, to heal the nations and to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to whosoever will. So we're looking forward to that on October 21st, All Nations Sunday. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. But looking at the book of Galatians, chapter 6, I want, to, I want to bring to your attention a very important principle in the Word of God. The principle of sowing and reaping. Galatians 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. There are going to be several principles in these passages of Scripture that we will see and if we will understand them, they will help us in our living for the Lord. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So the first principle I want to bring out is simply this. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. So don't be deceived by the spirits that would tell you God is mocked, by the doctrines of our day that would tell you that God's word will not come to pass, that God's promises are not sure. Don't be deceived by your own heart, which is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked who can know it. Don't be deceived by by so-called experts in the field of anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Because God is not mocked. That's one thing you can understand. God will always be found to be true and faithful. So this is a matter of absolute fact. God is not mocked. Here's the second principle. Whatsoever a man soweth. That shall he also reap. So it does not matter what you sow, you shall reap what you sow. So this is a principle that is true of the seed and it is true of the harvest. If you sow it, it's going to come back to you. If you put it out there, it will come back to you. And so you want to be careful what you sow. You know, somebody said they want to go sow their wild oats. Well, if you sow your wild oats, don't expect a harvest of peace and harmony. If you sow your wild oats, you're going to receive a wild harvest. It will come back to you. You, you have to understand that this is a principle, and it is a principle deep within the nature of God himself. And he will not be mocked. So if we put it out there, it's going to come back to us. We, we do know that so much of what we deal with, so much of what we deal with, is a result of this principle. So much of what we reap and what we are uh, dealing with, facing, challenged by, is a result of what we have sown. And it comes back to us in the form of a harvest. That's both good. And bad. That's both spiritual and carnal. It's going to come back to you. That's the, other, that's the second principle. The third principle. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh 
reap the only thing the flesh can produce, corruption. So, so I'm, I, want, I don't want us to get lost in that unfamiliar word. Corruption means dying. It means contaminated. It means, uh, it means decomposing. It is a corrupting influence. And when you sow to the flesh, the harvest you will reap will be a harvest of death and a harvest of decomposition, a harvest of, of pain and suffering. That's what happens when we sow to the flesh. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit, it will be of the Spirit, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Oh, hallelujah. We see an example of this in the story that Jesus told concerning the rich man who fared sumptuously every day and was clothed in purple and fine linen and passed daily by a beggar by the name of Lazarus whose body was filled with sores and the dogs of the community would lick his wounds. And, and, and the rich man never bothered to help him, never bothered to share with him, never bothered to reach out to him. And when the day of reckoning came and the day of reckoning shall come, both the beggar Lazarus and the rich man were, were rewarded with what they had coming to them. Now, Apparently the beggar had sown to the Spirit and reaped of the Spirit life everlasting. He reaped of the Spirit a place of rest in Abraham's bosom, as the Bible calls it. But the rich man had sown to his flesh. And because he had sown to his flesh... He reaped what the flesh could produce. He reaped of the flesh corruption. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and said, deliver me from this flame. As a matter of fact, he, he spoke to Abraham and said to Abraham, I am in torment in this flame. And he said, could you send Lazarus just to dip his finger in water and put that on the tip of my tongue? Now, folks, you got to be thirsty. You know, I'm not asking for no finger dipping in cold water. I need a big gallon of water. I need, I need water. I'm thirsty. I'll, I'll chug the whole bottle of water when I'm thirsty. He said, no, you don't understand how severe the torment is. Even just a drop off the tip of a finger. I would take it. But Abraham said there's a great gulf fixed between me and thee. And I cannot get to you. And there's, it's just not going to be able to happen. He said, well, can you send Lazarus to go preach to my brothers? And he said, they'll believe if somebody were raised from the dead. But Abraham said, no, if they don't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't believe one raised from the dead. Now, what he meant by that was... If they don't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't believe Jesus. The one who was raised from the dead. So it is that when we sow to the flesh, we pay attention to the flesh and we take care of the flesh only. And we do not think of the things of the spirit. And we will reap of the flesh corruption. 
If we sow to the Spirit, oh, hallelujah, that's the harvest that we reap. A spiritual harvest. A harvest that is of life everlasting. Here's the next principle. Let us not be weary in well-doing. It is possible to become weary in well-doing. How many know that's right? That when you are you're doing well, you're doing good stuff, but, but fatigue sets in and the enemy comes against you and you begin to feel perhaps like you're not really getting much accomplished at all. Maybe you feel like it's not worth doing well after all. Maybe it's not worth doing good. In, in some areas of the scripture, the book of Psalms, for instance, a lot of people attribute it to David. It wasn't David who said it. It was Asaph who said it. Asaph said, my steps had well nigh slipped when I looked upon the prosperity of the wicked and I saw that the wicked just do whatever they want to do. Live however they want to live. And they continue to prosper. Do not listen, ladies and gentlemen. Do not become envious of the wicked. Because yes, they might prosper in this life. Remember what the devil tempted Jesus with. He said, I will give you the kingdoms of the earth. Folks, that's a lot. That's that's the prosperity of this world. The enemy said it is within the power of my hand to give you the wealth of this world. Do not envy the prosperity of the wicked. A lot of times when the wicked prosper, they are prospering at the outstretched hand of the devil himself. And all that will produce is corruption. That's why those riches never satisfy because it comes from a place of death. And so Asaph said, I was envious at the prosperity of the wicked. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. I understood the harvest they were going to reap. I understood what they were going to experience when, the, when, when everything came back to them. And I realized... Why am I envious at the prosperity of the wicked? Paul said in Philippians 4.11, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. So I will work hard. I will work smart. I will work with integrity. And I'll let God bless me. But if God doesn't provide it, I don't need it. And I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Oh, hallelujah. That's a man who's going to sow to the Spirit. And of the Spirit, he will reap life everlasting. But he was surrounded by people, some of whom, Demas, for instance, loved this present world. And forsook him and the ministry because he loved this present world. That's a man who's sowing to the flesh. And will of the flesh reap corruption. It is. It's corruption. And then Alexander the coppersmith who turned on the apostle Paul. Brother T.F. Tenney said that Alexander the coppersmith turned into a copperhead. Turned on him. Became vicious. 
full of venom and poison and toxin. That's what, that's what loving the world will do to you. Don't sow to the flesh, but sow to the spirit. And, and this is a principle. When you do, you shall reap. So, so here's, the, here's the principle. Don't be weary in well-doing. And this is why. Here's the final principle of this passage. For in due season. Hallelujah. Don't, don't get lost in your season because there is a due season that is coming. And in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. Oh, hallelujah. See, you might be in a season right now of sowing. And you might not understand that, that the season of reaping is on the horizon. And we can become frustrated in a season of sowing thinking that because we're not seeing results and because we're not seeing fruit and because we're not seeing productivity... That we are somehow missing the point, missing the boat, missing out. But God said, don't be weary in doing good. Because that's a season of sowing. There's a season coming. Oh, hallelujah. Where you will reap all that well-doing. You know what, let me just say this. There's a season that's coming. Don't get frustrated in the season of well-doing. Because if you'll continue to be faithful in the season of well-doing, the season of well-doing will transition to the season of well-done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Don't get lost in it. Don't get bitter in it. Don't get frustrated in it. Don't backslide from it. Don't turn your back on it. But continue to do well in the season of sowing. I remember my grandfather told me, he said, a lot of, the mistake a lot of pastors make is that they become frustrated in the season of sowing. He said, preach through the season of sowing. Pray through the season of sowing. Labor through the season of sowing. Give through the season of sowing. And one day that harvest is going to emerge from all the sowing and all of the planting. Hallelujah. One planteth, Paul said, and another waters. But God giveth the increase. Oh, hallelujah. The planter doesn't give the increase. And the waterer does not give the increase. God gives the increase. My job is simply to plant. My job is simply to water. Your job is simply to plant. Your job is simply to water. And it, you might plant something that somebody else comes along and waters. But, but if you keep planting and keep watering when necessary, God will give the increase. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, y'all, I'm trying to teach here. So y'all leave me alone and let me teach. I know what you're trying to do. Glory to God. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse number 5. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. 
other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him hear. Hallelujah. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? See, that's so important. God will bring a parable into your life. And he'll leave it there until you ask, what does this mean? Do you know how many revelations came by the simple question, what meaneth this? Do you know how how far down the road people don't go because they refuse to ask, what meaneth this? Imagine if on the day of Pentecost they had not asked the critical question, what does this mean? Or these disciples who listen to the parable of Jesus and they hear principles and they understand, okay, I get it, but Jesus, we know you well enough to know you're not just trying to teach us about agriculture. So tell us, what does this parable mean? And Jesus said unto them, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Now here's the parable in verse 11. The seed is the word of God. Okay, that's verse 11. The seed is the word of God. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just stop first. And I'm going to quote the scripture or, or read the scripture to you without the last two words. Because this is also true. The parable is this. The seed is the word. Now the, the, the seed in this parable was the word of God. But the seed in every instance... Is the word. So the words that come out of your mouth. Are the seeds. That you are sowing. So I want you to ask yourself. What have I been sowing. Into my life. Into my mind. Into my marriage. Into my children. Into my church. Into my relationship with my brother and my sister. What seeds have I been sowing. Into my workplace. Everybody else has got a problem in your workplace, but what about the seeds you're sowing? Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I don't know what what kind of agricultural system they got going on at your workplace, but you go plant your own little garden. You know, the devil might have a, a, you know, he might have a whole sharecropping system going on, and he might have a, a big farm and, 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 and big agriculture going on in your workplace. But you need in the middle of that environment to start sowing the good seed, which is the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak faith. Speak deliverance. Speak peace. Oh, hallelujah. Speak harmony in your home. Speak life. Don't speak out of frustration. Speak out of hope and out of faith. You don't, you, don't just, you don't just speak whatever comes to your mind. You know, we talk about not having a filter. You know, I, I don't think we should have a fake filter or a plastic-making filter. But we do need the Holy Ghost filter. We need the Holy Ghost filter. It's called temperance. And before that, before that seed comes through the Holy Ghost filter, it needs to be stopped, 
checked, scrutinized, and, 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 and vetted and made sure, is this going to bring a harvest of death or is this going to bring a harvest of light? Is this going to bring a harvest of, of anguish and agony and anxiety or is this going to bring a harvest of peace and hope and harmony? Because you're not entering my world. No, I'm sorry. See, see you got to be careful what you think. You know, if you were more careful with what you thought, you wouldn't have to be so careful about what you said. We say that a lot. Be careful what you speak. But if you were more careful with what you, what you thought, what you would speak would not be much of a problem because it is out of the abundance of the heart. Oh, hallelujah. See, when you start, when you start just leveling criticisms at everybody and everything, that, that you're really telling on yourself. That means there is an abundance of criticism in you. Because it's out of that abundance that your mouth is speaking. It, it didn't just say things that flash through your mind, your mouth will speak. It said what is abundant in your heart. What abounds in you. So all that hate, it's coming out of your mouth. It's because there is an abundance of hate in your heart. All of that, all of that, all of that negativity coming out of your mouth. Because there is an abundance, an abundance, an overflow of negativity that's in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If the Lord will allow, I'll try to be funny here in a little bit, but, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is doing something. Because we got to check our heart. We got to check the, we got to check the inner man. And say, is this, is this thing all right in here? Don't just, don't just think any old thought that comes your way. If a thought comes charging into your mind, you need to have the helmet of salvation on your mind. And say, no, you're not allowed into the... You know why? Because the, the thought will begin to work on you and work on you, lobbying you, asking for permission to become a word. And the moment you give the thought the permission to become a word, and you will, because it always happens, the thought begins to press into you and say, give me the past, give me the permission. I want to be the word. I want to I be a word that comes out of your mouth. Just, just let me come out of your mouth. See, it's, it's not what goes, Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what goes out of him. So the thought is inside of you pressing. And we say, well, that was a lot of pinned up frustration. Boy, they've been waiting to say that for a long time. Yeah, that's right, because there were thoughts in there yelling at the top of their lungs. We want to be a word. We want to be a word. We want to be a word. You know why? Because, because the enemy put that thought in your mind on purpose so that it could become a word and bring about a harvest of destruction in your life. So the thought is inside lobbying. Let me become a word. Just let me come out of your mouth. I'll take care of them. I'll shape them up and ship them out. I'll take care of this whole thing right now. And then the moment that that word comes out of your mouth... It begins to create things. See, words become flesh. This happened with God. In the beginning was the Word. 
And that word there is the logos, the thought, the intelligence, the logic of God. In the beginning was the thought, the intelligence, the idea. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. And that word was made flesh. I'm going to tell you, look at your words and many times the words that you're speaking are becoming flesh all around you. They're materializing before your very eyes. And you wonder why chaos is breaking out in your life. Many times it's because you're speaking chaos into your life. You wonder why depression is over, overloading you. It's because you're speaking depression. Everything that comes down the pike, you say, oh, this is going to be bad. And then you're shocked when it becomes bad. Oh, this will never turn out good. And then you're shocked when it doesn't turn out good. Oh, they're going to turn their back on me. And then you're shocked when they turn their back on you. You're making it a reality as you speak it. Remember how God created the earth. God said, hallelujah, let there be light. And there was light. The, everything that came out of his mouth began to be as it came out of his mouth. And then the last thing that he formed, he formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. We began to inhale and exhale the breath of God. And we began to speak. That's the first thing man did. He started to speak. And named the animals. And, 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 and we have power to create things that we speak. So when you speak, don't just be careful what you say. Be deliberate with what you say. Be intentional with what you say. Hallelujah. If you see somebody that's struggling, walk up to them and say, you're going to make it. You want to know why? Because every devil in hell has been screaming in their ear that they'll never make it. You have to be used in the, in the prophetic utterance to counter what the enemy has been saying to them and sow a seed of a different harvest in their life. Oh, hallelujah. You, listen, you're not, you're not, you're not just, just saying things that, that will not come to pass. The Bible teaches us to declare things that are not as though they were. Open up your mouth and speak what you don't see. Speak what has not yet developed. Speak hallelujah. Stop saying that your marriage won't last. And start saying we're going to make it baby. We're going to make it. Oh hallelujah. I remember preaching and as I was preaching one time I said. I said I want everybody right now. I want everybody who who uh, has depression, I want you to say uh, something about, I said something like, my depression will not define me. And the Lord cautioned me and said, don't tell them to call it their depression. Don't take, don't take ownership of it. Don't, don't make that a part of your life. That's not mine. That's something the enemy has tried to, to move in on me. But I reject that in the name of Jesus Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't you know who I am? Hallelujah. I am a child of the King. I am blood-bought and I'm spirit-filled. Hallelujah. I have joy and not sorrow. I have, I have peace. Hallelujah. I have peace. In the midst of the storm, I have peace. Oh, bless his holy name. 
Bless his holy name. He said the seed is the word of God. And, and, and the word of God is sent out by the sower who goes forth to sow. That's you, that's me. We go and sow. We sow. We sow. We sow. We sow the word of God. Now at Tree of Life, I want to make sure, I want, I want everybody to understand what, what we mean when we say Tree of Life. We are the tree of life and the fruit of the spirit grows from these branches. And don't forget the power that is in the fruit of the spirit. The power that is in the fruit of the spirit is the seed. Which is, in, which is the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. So, so, so when, we, when we walk out of here, we're overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit of God, the fruit of the Holy Ghost. And what makes it fruit is that it carries the seed. Hallelujah. We're not vegetables. We're not vegetables. We're not just walking around unaware. We are carrying something that brings life. We carry the seed. And seed can, seed can fall into the ground. And if it's not devoured by a fowl of the air, then that seed will bring forth, it will bring forth what it is. It will duplicate itself. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Now you got to understand, you got to understand who that seed is. Because the seed, when I say the seed is the word of God, we need to understand who that seed is. John chapter 12 and verse 23. Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I don't even know how to explain the miracle of that. But I don't want anybody ever again to ever tell me they haven't witnessed a miracle. If you've seen something grow out of the ground, you've looked at a miracle. Stop telling me that's not a miracle. What engineer is under the surface of the ground making that happen? It is a miracle of God and it reflects the ministry and the life of Jesus Christ. When he was opened up on that cross, he was like a seed that was opened up. When his flesh was pierced and when his when his back was striped with the whip he was opened up like a seed was opened up and he was buried into the ground and when he was buried into the ground oh hallelujah he came forth from the ground triumphant over death hell and the grave that's exactly what happens when the seed goes into the ground it breaks open it dies and when it dies it begins to bring forth much fruit my dad loves to garden, and he, he took a pumpkin rind. He loves just taking organic, organic things and throwing it out in his garden. And he took a pumpkin rind and just threw it out in the, the corner of his garden. And the following year, on the other side of the, the, other side of the garden, came a, the most beautiful pumpkin. He didn't plant any pumpkin seeds except that pumpkin rind that he threw out into the corner of the garden but somehow that seed began to move under the surface of the earth break up and break open hallelujah and when it came up it came up on the other side as a 
brand new pumpkin with a lot more seeds. That's how Jesus works. When he died and was buried, he rose from the dead. Now that happened in Jerusalem, but here we are in Cincinnati. We are Christ-like because of what he did upon the cross. Oh, hallelujah. He is the seed that was sown. And when he was sown into the earth, glory to God, he died. He was broken open. He was, he was forced into death. And then he came up out of the grave. Oh, hallelujah. And there he became the firstborn among many brethren. Glory to God. And now you and I are like Jesus. It does not yet appear what we shall be. We shall, but we shall be like him when he shall appear. We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Now that's talking about when we actually stand in his presence and behold him with our eyes. And we see him as he is. We shall be like him. But every little glimpse of revelation you receive makes you more like Jesus. Because what makes you like him is seeing him as he is. And every time you catch a little glimpse of Jesus, you become more like Jesus. Every time he passes by, hallelujah, you become like him. That's why when Moses saw the glory of God's hinder parts pass by, it lit his whole countenance up. He looked like the glory of God. And that's what's going to happen to you. That's why you need to keep on praying. You need to keep on coming to church. You need to keep on hearing the word. Hey, look for Jesus in the Bible. Look for Jesus in the Word of God. Oh, glory to God. He said these scriptures testify of me. Look for him in the Psalms. Look for him in the Proverbs. Look for him in Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. Look for him in the major prophets. Look for him in the minor prophets. Look for him in the Gospels. Look for him in the epistles. And the more you see him, the more you'll be like him. And it'll be your hand laid on the sick and seeing them recover. And it'll be your words that bring life and mercy. Uh, and you'll be the one that people are clamoring to just, if I can just, don't, don't, don't you know that's why they call you for prayer? It's the equivalent of the woman with the issue of blood. Reaching for the hem of his garment. What they're saying to you without saying it is, you're like Christ. Hallelujah. If I were to hold a bag of seeds, they would do no good in that bag. If I held the pouch of seeds, I could throw them on this carpet, but they would do no good on this carpet. They have to be placed into the earth. You know where you and I were formed from, where we were, where we were made. We were made of the dust of the ground. Hallelujah. That's where human beings come from. Every last one of us. We come from the dust of the ground. There's nobody superior to another. All men are created equal. And we've been endued. By our creator with certain inalienable rights. The founding fathers had it correct. God made us equal. And we come from the dust of the ground. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And we are made in his image. 
because we were made from the dust of the ground, we were designed to receive seed and produce fruit. We just were. This is why you need to not open your ears to everything. You don't need to listen to everything because you are ground. And it will get inside of you and it will grow out of you. That's why you can be listening to something you don't need to be listening to and, and all of a sudden you got an attitude problem. You can listen to people, you can listen to, listen to people argue and next thing you know, you're arguing. Amen. It'll get you riled up. Get you mad. That, that's because the seed was put in you and it's growing. Yeah. And, 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 and you can listen to lies and believe them. Because you're ground. And, and when he talked about the sower that went forth the sow, he said he, he sowed upon various types of ground. And some ground, even in this building, God forbid, but, but, but even people that hear the word of the Lord, just as the sower went forth the sow, that, that, that seed would fall on ground that had thorns in it. And the thorns would choke the life that the seed produced. The thorns were the cares of this life. If you've got a lot of cares of this life, mm, don't sow to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh corruption. And those thorns will reach up around what God is trying to do and choke it out. Oh, God help us. And, and, and then there's some on the wayside. They're just not fully committed. They're just not fully committed. There's some people who just stay kind of on the perimeter. And they feel like they're doing their part because they come and observe what God is doing. The seed falls on the wayside crowd. And the Bible said it, it goes nowhere because before it can take any root, the air, fowls of the air come and devour the seed. See, there is, there is an enemy that wants to gather up all the seed that God has put in your life. My God have mercy. I'm telling you, with the word that God gives to us, we could turn the world upside down. Many times the enemy comes and steals the seed that God would put in our life. And then, of course, there's shallow ground. Shallow, shallow ground. Not much depth. See, don't, don't, don't resent the circumstances of life that deepen you. Because the circumstances of life that deepen you make you more capable of receiving the seed, which is the word of God. This is why I can preach to somebody who has had everything handed to them and don't really have many troubles in life, and they can hear it and take it or leave it. But, I, but if I preach to somebody who's gone through some terrible stuff, and they're going through difficult trials, and they've been through hell and back, and they hear the word of God, something has been deepened within them, and they're not shallow, and they're capable of receiving the word of God. And then there was good ground. And the good ground received the seed. And the seed grew up as a tender plant out of the good ground. I want to be good ground. I want my mind to be good ground. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Could you lift your hands with me right now and just say, God, help me be good ground. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Lord, help me be good ground. Help me be good ground. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, make this fertile ground. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, reach up to God right now and say, Lord, I, wanna, I want a divine work to be done in my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, now, I want you to know sometimes there can be pollutants placed into the ground that you are. And some of you have been polluted. You've been polluted by, by other forms of industry that have polluted good ground. And have made it incapable of producing good fruit. But in the name of Jesus, we're going to break up the fallow ground. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we're going to dig down into the fallow ground. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder if somebody can right now open up your heart to the Holy Ghost and say, God, I want you to, I want you to begin to till in me and toil in me. <laughs> yes, Lord, have your way in me. Break, break up this fallow ground, God, that I can begin to produce the good fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I want folks that have a hard time loving, I want you to open up your heart to God right now. Come on, love is a fruit of the Spirit. I want you to open up your heart and say, God, I need you to break up this fallow ground. I have a hard time receiving love. I have a hard time showing love. I want folks that have lost their ability to trust. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. God wants to bring faith out of your life and cause faith to grow from you. Oh, bless His name. Open up your mouth and say, God, put faith in my heart. Put faith in my heart. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want somebody who's lost control of themselves and they've lost control in terms of how they treat people. They don't have control over your anger. You don't have control over perhaps even your appetite. Perhaps you don't have control over the lusts of your flesh. Temperance is a fruit of the Spirit. Open up your heart right now and say, God, let temperance grow for me. I'm telling you, all of it can come from the Word of God. It's not your job to become the most temperate person. Just let the Word do the work and temperance will flow from you. Oh, hallelujah. Could we stand to our feet right now all across this house and lift our hands to the Lord? I believe God wants to do a work in us tonight. I believe God wants to do a work in us tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe the Lord wants to do something. Ah, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let the Lord do a work right now. Let the Lord do a work right now. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up a praise unto the Lord. Lift up a praise unto the Lord. Lift up a praise unto the Lord. Blessed be the name of God. Blessed be the name of God. Blessed be the name of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now I want you to know something. I've just planted. That's what I did. That's what I did. I planted. That's what just happened when, when we share the word of the Lord. I just planted. Now we're getting ready to sing unto the Lord. And we're going to praise his name. And we're going to let the windows of heaven open up here for a few minutes. And we're going to let God rain down upon us. 
That's the water of his presence coming upon the seed, which is the word of God. And God wants to bring increase in your life. God wants to bring increase in your life. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be so much beautiful increase that people who have known you for years will say to you, what happened to you? You used to be out of control, angry, and now all of a sudden you have temperance about you. All of a sudden you, you're able to manage your emotions so much better. What is that? That is the Holy Ghost. That is the Word. That is the Word. That is the Word shining. If you want that in your life, could you lift your hand to God right now? If you want that in your life. I know you have a hard time having peace. God will give you peace. I know you think you'll never be able to to, to have faith because you deal with so much fear. God will give you the faith that you need. And that faith will trample your fear. Fear will become a distant memory of yours. Oh, bless the name of our God. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we sing this song, I want, I want us to feel after the presence of the Lord in this house right now. God wants to give increase. God wants to give increase. Come on, let God give increase to you. This altar's open. Somebody come in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let God give increase. Come on, there's a holy boldness going to come on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. Let God give the increase right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is in this house. God's going to do something in you you can't do for yourself. God's going to do something in you you cannot do for yourself. Oh, yes, Jesus. 